Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a football Monday. It is Dave Sturgio, it is Chris Gucci, and of course, A5 Anthony behind the glass right here at Chop Studios. I'm sorry, pal. I, I just... Hey, I'm sorry. I, it, it happens, bro. We're it, all good over here. Or uh, again, great run by the Packers towards the end made things exciting for all of Cheesehead Nation out there. They fall short last night Sunday night football. There's a lot of crazies, uh, crazy situations that that happened yesterday. Um, obviously, the Lions not playing for anything going into that. But then again, what's more dangerous than a team that's got nothing to lose? So they went out there and, and played free. Um, but the, shout out to the Seahawks. We'll be talking about one of their guys in, in just a little bit. They're in the playoffs as the seven seed. They'll now uh, travel to uh, San, Francisco, San Francisco, who have locked in the two seed. Another uh, great game out of the San Francisco 49ers. We'll get into them. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings uh, took care of business. The Bears had no business being in that game. So they're the three seed. They'll be taking on the six New York Giants, who decided let's sit everybody and make it interesting anyway, which I knew was going to kind of happen. I was like, you know, it came down to an onside kick. I mean, think about it. Like, I guess it was. Interesting can you imagine being the, the Cowboys stretch, at that it, point? It wasn't that interesting. It wasn't. To me. You're I right. I thought the the game was well in hand. It the was. Entire time. It was sixteen nothing, and then last little oh, but sixteen nothing, then nineteen nothing, and I'm just like, all right, fine. Call off the dogs, Dallas. Stop putting that beating on Washington. So was it a, was oh it yeah, a, wait, never mind. We didn't do that either. Philly first half. Yeah, Philly first half was a good bet to have. Um, but yeah, so the Buccaneers. Uh, they back in, um, they're eight and nine. They're an under 500 team, and they won the NFC South. They'll be taking on the Cowboys. The Cowboys dropped a uh, a game yesterday, in which again, you can I can dissect that a million ways, but I won't for the sake of time and the sake of all you listeners out there who don't care about the Cowboys like I do. Uh, in the AFC, uh, we watched the Jaguars win the AFC South on Saturday night. That was a great game uh, to watch. Not a lot of offense going on in that game. A lot of trick plays for some odd reason. I don't know why they were going to like the bottom of their playbooks. Dude. Yeah, I don't like the Both way that teams. game ended on that defensive touchdown. I thought that may have been an incomplete pass. That was very close to to have a season end that way and one team get put into the playoffs that way. I would have liked to have seen our boy Trevor get a chance to be the one to win it. And he didn't really play all that well, but he gets another crack to do it next week against a team that I think will have some success. Very good matchup in that Very one. good matchup. That's probably the tightest matchup in all of Wild Card Weekend. That's the Jaguars yeah. and the Chargers. If you heard ESPN, according to their model, if I had to, I'm sitting there watching the Packers in a, the heated battle. As oh, they they as cut I you know, off. As I know for a <laughs> fact you off. that Dan Campbell is giving probably the most intense, passionate, <laughs> meaningless <laughs> halftime speech in history. And I say meaningless. I'm like, the Lions are used to playing meaningless football games. That's my one shot that I'll take. But... When they're doing the model thing with ESPN, I can't understand it. Like, according no, it to our model, ESPN. this that is was, a 50, uh, That was oh, NBC. Thank goodness. Yeah, NBC was doing a whole, this guy's like writing on a big board, like 33.3333% to advance. And I'm like, dude, just let them play out. <laughs> and like, this one's the tightest according to our model, right? And my I, mo- that's my mother's the reason like, why I said it. My mother's like, what are they talking about? <laughs> I was like, mom, I have no idea. Honestly, that's a very good question. <laughs> they're talking about playoff odds and percentages to win and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, Jaguars, Chargers should be ago when Mike Williams got to monitor that man he hurts himself at the end of the game and and you got to look at Staley and with a little bit of a cockeye you know just like what are you, what are you doing there coach like why, why are all your star players in when nothing can really come up like good can come of it like that again that's another brainiac move out of this guy I don't believe in him as a coach 
if you're on the mojo market and then we start investing in coaches sooner or later, that's one guy I will shorten till the very end because the Chargers continue to charge her even when they don't even have a, a chance to I read a stat go up or down. The, the Chargers are, or not yesterday, but they finished at one point in their entire in their team history. They were the number one offense and number one defense in the league, and they didn't make the playoffs. It's, that's it's alarming. A very alarming. Stat. You're right. Um, can you have written a better start to the Bills game on Sunday, man? That was some emotions, dude. I've never seen. I said, look, if there's any kind of uh, divine intervention, something. Like, that was just like, you couldn't. It looked like they let him do it. At, at first, I thought that, too. I was like, and then Bill's like, I, all right, I'm, let's get back I'm to not, business. First of all, that's, that's immediately not, get rid of right, that idea. Exactly. Bill Belichick is not letting anyone no do anything. Shot. And I'm never the type of guy. To say that, I'm like, it looks like they just couldn't. It looked, they weren't running as fast. Like he as bounced they off that to. one. And I was like, he's gone. But then like, they said it? like he he was running like 24 miles per hour. I was like, oh, <laughs> so, oh. they couldn't catch him because of that. That's why. So they not only they do it once, but they do it twice in one game. The Bills take care of business. They're the two seed. They'll be taking on the Miami Dolphins. Who, man, those Jets. We'll get into the Jets in a minute. But boy, it's just like they couldn't get out of their own way. Like Skylar Thompson winning a football game. Are you kidding me right now? So the Dolphins are in the playoffs. They'll be taking on the Bills. The Bengals and Ravens will do it again. They'll run that back. No coin toss, even though Joe Mixon, celebration of the year, I think. He took the coin out of his glove, flipped it, mm. <laughs> kicked it. It was a very, very dope <laughs> celebration. But yes. celebration of the year, I'm not I'm gonna say celebration of the week for sure. But there's been some good ones, and I have to you're putting me on yeah. the spot. Yeah, I don't, don't want to put you on the spot. We'll, but we'll have Mixon, a whole mojo that, show based on that. was off a very that. good celebration. I was wondering if people were gonna find that in bad taste, but I did not. I'm just gonna say I thought that was a great celebration. I think that was hilarious. They're yeah. basically saying the like the Steelers did a celebration uh, that was a little egregious yesterday, not, which we won't talk about. That I won't right. talk about that. That's like, nothing to do with the mojo. Know the room, you know, know where you're at, know exactly what week we've been through. But anyway, the Bills get it done. They're big uh, on that, and then of course the Jaguars, the Chargers. We talked about it. Both one seeds, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll actually go through all those playoff games throughout the course of this week, tell you who, which guys to get involved in right now, which multipliers to use if you should at all. There's a lot to dissect with the uh, the NFL playoffs, but we had to get there first. And to get there, we had some top movers on the Mojo market last night. So we start, and I, we have to preface this by saying that the five that we've chosen today, now look, you see the the – the Mojo market's running underneath your ticker, right? And if you're on the if you're on the actual app, which you should be, um, the the top movers are different guys that got different opportunities, Davis Webb and guys like that. But we're here to tell you what guys are are, are relevant to the situation. Yeah, it's not that they're not all relevant, but we decide on our, basically what Dave's saying is we pick our own top movers. We here. do, we do, and I it's just, guys that have moved. They are moving. They're, they're, they have they moved are moving, and I, just, they are the top movers. People worth talking about, but they might bit. not be the top mover. Yeah, whatever. We, yeah, start, we really want to talk about Davis Webb. That's exactly. That's what I'm saying. No. He'll never get another opportunity in his life. He may, so, but <laughs> we'll see. But we'd start with Brock Purdy. And I do want to also preface this with the five guys that we did choose. Coincidentally enough, we, we discussed this in pre. Just so happens that each one of these guys are rookies. So that's another thing to really keep your eye on because, A, the multipliers are low. So it's really about do you believe in these guys going forward to pretty much outkick their own coverage, like over, you know, over exceed their expectations. We start with Brock Purdy. Now, Brock Purdy, ready for this? 15 of 20, threw the ball 20 times. So, like, that's very low in a, in a standard passing league NFL game. He throws for 178 with three touchdowns. The biggest thing about Brock Purdy again last night, yesterday, no mistakes. The 49ers roll. They rush for 169 as a team. It, all right, so my question is this. He's been up. He's up another 16, 16%. Yeah, 16%. So he's been moving every week. Is Brock Purdy 
a, like is the mistake coming? Is the big rookie mistake coming? You're Mr. Irrelevant. You're the seventh round pick. Nobody had expectations for you, and all of a sudden, so you're the second season. He's, he's made mistakes already. I'm talking right? about the big one. But I understand. It's if they, playoff time If now. they lose a playoff game, you could say, oh, he made his big mistake, but he had made that same exact mistake a couple weeks back. It's just the stakes are higher. So, yeah. look, Brock Purdy, the movement is it makes sense to a degree. I, I, I guess it makes sense because he's proven that he could take a team that is completely – loaded at every position except quarterback, and he could be the guy that doesn't ruin it for you. He doesn't sink the ship on you. It's a unique spot because I don't think many quarterbacks are ever in the history of the game finding themselves in as good of a situation that he's in right now. As a rookie, really not asked to do too much, getting to learn on the fly. I don't think Brock Purdy's a starter in the NFL. I don't think the 49ers necessarily view him as a starter in the NFL. But what I will say is this. When you get opportunities in the NFL and you succeed, it doesn't matter where, you're going to get another look somewhere, right? So even this year, Shanahan, this week, as late as this week, Shanahan's out on record saying there's a chance Jimmy G returns to quarterback this team. I'm hearing NFC title game if they get there. Point being is you have the head coach saying that Telling if, you this if, guy's our, if, on if his Jimmy way out. G is healthy, he's going to play. So for that reason, I think it's a little bit of an ex. Uh, a little, a, the, do you think that lights a fire under Purdy's ass a little bit? It could be, and there, there could be some coaching going on there. But at the end of the day, if Jimmy G becomes healthy, you saying that publicly, I don't know that the coach would would mess around that way. What are you really trying to do? I'm trying to think of like scenarios that I remember. Once upon a time, look, I, you know, how many times can Dave bring up the Cowboys? But like even when Romo went down and Romo was healthy and Dak won like I, ten I straight. I don't think it's the same because. No? Well. Because it's very simple. I'll tell you the difference is that Shanahan's, the way he's talking. You know, I yeah. don't, Shanahan's yeah, talking. Yeah, Jason Garrett never went out there and said, like, you know, this is our guy. You know what I mean? He actually so never I gave that vote that's the reason why it's going to be Jimmy G if, okay. he's, if he gets back. So I don't understand. I don't view Brock Purdy as a starter going forward. But he's doing a decent job right now. And on the team that he's on. They're about to enter the playoffs against a team that very, very winnable game at home against Seattle. They could win a playoff game. They could win two playoff games. And then you could have the conversation about Jimmy G potentially coming back. But until then, you have really uh, good opportunities. But, again, the the amount of weapons he has, the uh, the defense that he has, like, kind of giving him great field position. Mm -hmm. Brock Purdy's in a really good spot, but he's taking advantage of the opportunity. I don't think he's a starter in this league, but he's definitely going to be a guy's name we're going to be hearing for the next 10 years or so. Yeah. I mean, look, from, from Mr. Irrelevant to he's hosting a playoff game. So go figure that one out. Um, speaking of the NFC and that game, we go to Kenneth Walker now. He had himself an incredible night. 29 carries, which is might be the alarming part of this whole thing. 114 yards. They're playoff bound. Kenneth Walker, 1,000 yards as a rookie, was banged up for a little bit. So it's just like this dude right here, he's in line to potentially win rookie of the year-ish. No. I think there's too many good receivers out there right now. And again, I want to think about this. Kenny Pickett came on late down the stretch. I was yeah, good. but I don't think he had enough of the season that he needed to have to be rookie agree, of the year. I agree. Quarterbacks get it over most. This players. is true. Kenneth Walker is not the rookie of the year. I don't think. I think there's hmm. some there's some guys out there. Olave maybe. Olave some scored again yesterday, so that that helps him his cause out. But look, I'm just saying, like, look, whenever I look at awards, I do have to factor in team success. I ha it's just me. I, mean, I know that might not be. Uh, recipe or the formulas to to crown these guys with their their I awards, would say MVP. but the Seahawks are a playoff team, and if 
And if he doesn't rush for those thousand yards and has the year that he has, the Seahawks, the Seahawks aren't sniffing the playoffs. No, so, I mean, like, did he did he have a great rookie season? Yes. I don't think that that means he's rookie of the year. But yeah. oh, whatever. Hey, he might be in the conversation. I, I just don't think so. Running backs really got to do a lot. Now, with that game, I mean, we'll obviously touch on that later in the week with the Niners and the Seahawks. But, like, 29 carries yesterday, is that something that could be sustainable for him? That's a lot of ball. A lot um, of reps. Against a, a, a really good defense hey, coming up. I don't know if it's sustainable f- over the course of a full season, but guess what? It's, it's playoff, playoff time. time. This is the grind. <laughs> this is what it. you got to do. And yeah. he even had one catch, so he had 30 touches yesterday. Um, Incredible. If you ask Kenneth so basically Walker, CMC. <laughs> if you ask him, I'm sure he's happy with it. He's okay with it. Over time, and it's they not do have gonna, guys that can supplement them, but they just chose not to. But you see what happens when you have success running the football. And honestly, I don't think Seattle played all that well. I think they did everything possible to lose that game. Kenneth Walker has basically put the team on his back. And there was a couple questionable things down the stretch that I think the refs got got involved a little too much. But I'm not going to say that that had anything to do with Kenneth Walker's night. Mm-mm. He's going to be a good football player. You guys know that I've been in on Kenneth Walker. Yeah. If you've been watching the Mojo Market Report, mm-hmm. you know that. Um, I'm not going to get out on him now, that's for sure. They're about to enter the playoffs. But you could... You could expect him to not really play well next week against the 49ers. I mean, look, road, we've seen crazier things. This 49ers defense, they're not machines. They yeah, are men after they, all. They've done well against the run. Yeah. All right. Very good against the so run. So Garrett Wilson is next. Now, Garrett Wilson, let's just call it how it is. The guy catches another nine balls for 89 yards. I, I'm at the point now, it could be Zach Wilson. It could be Mike White. It could be Joe Flacco. It could be the greeter at Walmart. It could be me. It could be A5 behind the glass. It could be anybody throwing this guy the ball, and this kid's going to succeed. Like, this is just incredible season out of Garrett Wilson. He is a star in New York. He is an absolute star, and I think he's going to continue that way. Unfortunately for the Jets, they finish short. They don't make the playoffs, and it's just not, uh, you know, when you look at team success, it's a, it's a blown season. These guys were seven and four and in cruise well, the control. The Jets are already talking like we're in on Lamar. We're in. A, they they named three quarterbacks. I don't know who the other two were, but it was definitely said the Jets are every quarterback that's available. They're gonna they're gonna talk to. That's. I mean, truth be told, that's that's what they are away. If you think about it, Brees Hall stock went up yesterday, and he hasn't played it down in like two months. I think it's yeah, Brees Hall. Maybe the people, they, maybe they just see how important Brees Hall oh, is to this offense. Absolutely. um, Can we get Joe Flacco starting every week forever for the rest of Garrett Wilson's career? 17 targets, was it? All I know is... 17 targets. For, yeah, for Wilson, it's great. But, like, for the team, it's bad. I mean, if you watched, if you, you know, the, the, they always do the, 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 what you call the pictures or video of guys arriving to the stadium. Joe Flacco looked like he's like, he would rather be anywhere else than that game yesterday. Like, uh, he was thrown into the wall. Think about the carousel that happened in New yeah, York this year. but you don't year. think he wanted to go play? But think it's about a football it. Football game. But think about it. Like, just let, let's think about this for a second. Ready? Starts with the injury to Zach Wilson. They don't know. So they got to go with Flacco, right? And as soon as Wilson's ready, he's going in. Wilson goes in. Whatever. Stinks up the joint at, at some points. Wins a couple games here and there. Then all of a sudden, the benching. Mike White. Then Zach Wilson back. Then Joe Flacco. Then Mike White again. Breaks five ribs. Comes back. Plays. There's just, it is just a mess over there. So they are a quarterback away from being contenders in the AFC East, I would say. But this season was abysmal for the Jets overall as a whole. But Garrett Wilson's your shining star. He is. Yeah, Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall going back next year. They have a really good defense. They have some offensive line pieces that not only 
played well this year, but some guys that were expected to play well and they didn't play because they were injured, so they get some pieces back on the O-line. I think the Jets' offense, very much like how I was in on a lot of these guys going into the season, I think there's a lot of promise. It's a wait-and-see thing. Um, what's going to happen with the offensive coordinator? I think they keep him. He I might think, be the fall guy. I don't I know. Don't, I think if they're giving the coach another year, they're going to give the staff another year as well. Right? The you would, you would the think to keep them together. The yeah, quarterback, sure. and you don't know the conversations that were happening internally. It, it might be internal that LaFleur was saying, you know, like, I don't know, Zach was not ready. It, you don't know what the conversations were. So, and what it might have come from up top. What if he's been right all along? So, they're going to fire the guy that you, that's been right all along? Right. He'll get hired in a split second, I think. So, I do like the Jets' offense going forward next year, depending on who the quarterback is. Robert Sala, I want to see more out of him as a head coach, but I think there's some good pieces around him, and I don't, I don't think the staff is that bad. Right? They just have no quarterback, and it's glaringly obvious that they're a quarterback away. But you know, we talked about the, you talked about how all the turmoil they went through with the quarterback spot. Look, the 49ers were three and four, right? And Jimmy G gets hurt, and they don't lose. So it's there's something to be said for. The coaching or the rest of the roster. Yeah, there's the a Jets lot. Jets do have a good, a lot of good young talent. There's a lot to digest if you're a Jets fan this Brees morning. Hall, Garrett Wilson. That's who I'm in on going into the offseason. Easily, easily. But I didn't buy into to Brees Hall yet. I will soon though. I, I did. Bought in and yesterday. then I dropped him. And then I'll probably Before pick yesterday. him up. But that's oh, I, I've had Brees Hall injury sold, but I didn't anticipate that 10 percent spike. Mm -mm. yesterday i mm -mm. wish i would have known yeah or, i mean that came or, or out of a nowhere more insight again this is one of those things where it's like look how valuable this guy is now the season's over he's not going to miss any more time you would think you know so hopefully he'll be ready for next year um all right so a guy that's really come on strong in the last couple weeks is drake london now the tampa bay bucks had their uh, their fourth seed locked they uh tom brady played a little bit but in this game it was the Drake London show once again. Six catches for 120 yards. Just his last five games, guys, he's got 31 catches for 428 yards, almost averaging close to 90 yards or more a game in the last five games. Is this like the new potential law firm? You know, is this going to be the, the Ritter to London show? Or is this like, are, did you see enough out of Ritter to think that London's going to be benefiting from a Ritter? Or are they back in the quarterback market? Because much like Garrett Wilson, you know, it was Ritter, but it was Mariota, and you know, for not for nothing, but this kid put together a nice stat line for his rookie year. Um, Drake London did. Yes. Yeah, I don't think Ritter. We're gonna have to see a little bit more of Ritter before we can make that assessment. I don't think there was enough, um, but it's good sign. I think him and Drake London have a rapport. They were they they've talked about it a lot. I've watched two of their games since Ritter became the starter, mm -hmm. and yeah, I mean. They have a rapport. They like each other. And since Ritter became the starter, you have seen a little uptick in um, in Drake London's usage. So I think maybe going into next year, he's going to be the starter. Or they're bringing a, a vet that's very similar to Mariota. Or Mariota and him compete again. But I think Mariota might be out. I think Mariota's out too. Um, based on the contract. I know him and Arthur Smith are, are boys, but... You know, this is a business at the end of the day. So I, I don't think that uh, Mariota sticks around. And Ritter, if there is a competition, it's going to be one that he has every chance to win. Mm. So I'm not going to get in on Ritter, but I'm already in on Drake London. So I'm not going to get out on him just because it's the offseason. I'm with I it. think he goes up significantly over the next two years, really. I mean, you saw what we saw. Five, I think six out of seven receivers yesterday hit their um, over rookie receivers on their totals. So, like, the rookie receiving classes. For the just, year or for yesterday? For yesterday. Okay. Just studs, like Watson, all of them. 
Yeah. Garrett Wilson, Alave. We've talked about him all year. Yeah, we have. Uh, one guy we haven't talked about too much, but when we started going like, you know, deep diving into the into the depth charts on which guys can make you money here on the Mojo Market, we talked about Isaiah Likely a little bit. We actually had a couple shows that were dedicated to this guy. So like we clearly knew that Isaiah Likely was going to get some volume. Yesterday, eight catches for 103. This is the third quarterback that was on that team playing yesterday. Anthony Brown started, and it was just, mm -mm, it wasn't good at all. But what was good is that Isaiah Likely went up again. Now, I ask you, Chris, as a long-term investment and as a long-term play in a trade, would you consider keeping Likely in your portfolio, considering the fact that they still have Mark Andrews, who is the, you know, the, the second or third highest ranked and rated and and valuable tight end in all of mojo and and uh, or at least the tight ends are concerned but like overall that's his job you know like mark andrews is the guy but now you see this emergence and and you have the potential you do have the potential the next year that lamar's not there like i know that they're probably going to give everything under the sun to the guy but there is that possibility is not there are you in on an isaiah likely regardless yes okay i mean you could make the case that he's better without Lamar going forward. We don't True. know. Um, Mark Andrews has played well uh, in his career. This season, he is not. Down so here. Mark Down Andrews, here. I don't know if you would want to move off of him, but the contract was just signed very recently, so it's not going to be a cut deal. He's too good of a player for that. Isaiah likely... He's outplaying uh, Mark Andrews down the stretch this season, and it's not saying much because Mark Andrews hasn't done much at all. And really, up until yesterday, likely wasn't exactly the you know, the pinnacle of what a tight end should be. But he's in his rookie season. It's not expected. I think he's way ahead of the curve in terms of what rookie tight ends have been able to do. Um, Trey McBride started to come on a little bit down the stretch, too, as well. I like so him. I like two, McBride. Two tight ends that you keep your eye on from this year's class. Um, Isaiah Likely, I think, even if Mark Andrews is around, which he should be, um, he battles injuries throughout his career. Uh, so Mark Andrews hasn't been the exact most healthy player but even this year with both guys on the field, Isaiah likely had a significant role. As he grows into it, you know, his career, I think he has a more significant role. Andrew's there or not. And a lot of people look at him as a kind of a receiver type where they're going to split him out a little bit wide. So 36 yeah, Isaiah catches, 100% in on him. 36 catches for, on 60 targets for 373 and three touchdowns. The guy averaged 10 yards a catch. So clearly, likely could be a absolute play. Now, the Ravens have a playoff game to play. It's They're running it back against the, the Cincinnati Bengals. You got to wonder, if, if, if you saw the success last night and the Bengals had the holes defending the tight end, maybe it's a play that you have this week. I mean, if you don't want – if you're not believing in likely because of Mark Andrews and you would assume that next year Andrews would have bounced back year, this, that, and the third, and likely just doesn't see enough of the field, maybe this is the time to do it and then get out. So, And there's multiple ways you can play – on the mojo market, um, especially I with the playoffs coming up. I just want to check something unlikely real quick. He is, he, he's been pretty good, man. I mean, look, last five games, um, out of the 36 catches that he had this whole season, he's got 14 of them. He's up like 60% or 55% on the year. Yeah, so he's he's definitely exceeding his expectations, and he's sitting there at $3.72. So right now, before you do anything else for the rest of the day, just buy one share of him because it's, just, it's that much worth it knowing that it's probably going to Go up, considering the fact that volume will be there come this weekend, wildcard weekend. So that's our top movers. That is uh, all rookies. Like we said, it's just been one of those odd situations where the rookies out, you know, just outperform. But now, you know, you're coming into the playoff time. There's superstars out there. 
We're going to tell you throughout the course of this week on which guys you might want to look into. There is six games on the docket next week. It is Super Wild Card Weekend, which, by the way, like they have the, every opportunity to just put three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. What is the actual point? If the, if the NFL doesn't put a Monday night football game in week 18, why don't they do that, Chris? Why don't they put a week 18 Monday night football game? Football season's over, Dave. Uh, no, 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 no. Hear me out. Just listen to me. I know the Packers, blah, blah, blah. Put that aside. Why don't they play a Monday night football game because week 18? Because of the playoffs? Because of the playoffs. So why are you scheduling a Monday night football game during the playoffs knowing that whoever wins that game is going to have a short week and a disadvantage the following week? Well, it's I would truth. say that only one reason why, and it's not necessarily... It's called money <laughs> for well, ESPN. Well, well, for a fact, that's one reason. But the money would be there on Monday night football at the end of the year anyway. I think they they can't pick the game that they're going to put in the Sunday or the Monday slot and then schedule the following week's game accordingly. When you pick the Monday Night Football game week 18, it's picked for the year. So you can't flex it into a Monday night because of travel and things like that. You could flex a Sunday night game. No, I think you missed my point. No, no, no. I, but what I'm saying is you could you could adjust the schedule. Like there's games there's there's times where you play Sunday in the playoffs and then the following week you play Saturday. Correct? That happens. Yeah. So Monday, now Sunday the following week. You would they hope. Can, they should. Not Saturday. What What if? What well, if the Eagles right now? Then, I'm just saying, hypothetical. I'm going to make a note. If they do that, then I'll be say, Dave, you were right. I man. know. They I never right. Sometimes I but am. I'm not all I, the time. I think it right? could just be a I'm lateral right. move. And there's a lot I think of, you just eliminate Monday like, night. Wait, it's like, hey, do you want to do a lateral move and make a ton of money? Dave's mad because his team plays Monday. I'm Listen. If you want to you want to call how it is, there was a team last year, the the LA Rams, they played Monday night. They wound up winning the damn whole Super so, Bowl. So, but I'm just saying, I still don't think it's a good thing. Did they play on grass though? Oh, here we go. <laughs> I got to go. I got to go. Cowboys are like 1 and 4 on grass this year and Hello, Tampa. So we'll talk about all the playoff games that are coming up. We want to thank you guys for joining us each and every day. Please like the video, subscribe to the channel, go on social media right now, and follow all of us, okay? You can do that on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, at Mojo. They're updating things every single day on the Mojo market. And, of course, join the conversation each and every day at Discord. Um, that, that's a fun thing. Like I said, people are sharing their portfolios. They're comparing portfolios. They're actually you know, giving you healthy advice. Some people aren't. Some people are losing money. Who knows? It's what you choose, how you fade them, how you get with them, whatever. It is what it is. But go make some money. You can only do that if you download the Mojo app right now. So for Dave Sturchio, Chris Gucci, and, of course, A5 Behind the Glass, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. Back here tomorrow. It's playoff time. We'll get you right and get that portfolio to start making some money. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go long on Aaron Rodgers. Okay.